History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. We made it! <laughs> Woo! It's Friday night! Yes, it is, and I am so glad to be here with you guys tonight, in spite of some some difficult news that we got to bring to you guys tonight regarding an admission of, of what happened with the drone strike. Um, you know what? I'm just glad to share this time with you guys. I'm super excited. It's Friday. We've got a gorgeous weekend in San Diego ahead, and even a fun event that's back uh, for something fun to do here in San Diego County this weekend. And then, of course, on Fridays, I got my buddy Bob Walters, who more and more his education segments have not just educated us and informed us of what's happening out there in schools and bringing much needed attention to the issues of uh, what has become indoctrination centers. Uh, from education centers, he's each week he seems to bring more and more good news as awareness has reacted with activity and pushback and there has been successes. So hopefully we'll hear more of that good news tonight. I'd love to hear from you guys. It is Constitution Day. You would think that we'd be hearing about that all day long in the news, celebrating the 39 men, I believe it was, that signed on to this, these founders that signed on to the greatest experiment, which has led to the greatest country in the history of the world that has provided the greatest technology innovations, the greatest humanitarian efforts throughout the world. We have been the world's police force and more. And uh, that's all based on the glory that was the U.S. Constitution and what it offered in terms of equal rights and limited government and individual freedom. So happy Constitution Day to everybody out there. Feel free to uh, give us a buzz at 888 888- Three four four eleven seventy. If you want to weigh in on Constitution Day, if you want to share with us a hero of the week or stink of the week, any of the topics and more. Before I go further, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. It will include and across the board. DJ, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Keep forgetting to put my mic on the on switch, uh, but funny that you mentioned the Constitution Day. My friend and I were texting about that today and, uh-huh. you know, went to a couple of different news sites and uh, TV channels and you don't see it anywhere. No, you don't. Um, and of course, I've been debating with people back and forth. Uh, what is the most important? Uh, is, is it the First Amendment or, or freedom of speech or is it the Second Amendment? And I say it's 1A. I say it's the First Amendment, our freedom of speech. Without but, the freedom, without freedom of speech, you really have nothing. No, especially our, especially, especially our religious freedoms, because um, that's really the, the bulwark behind which all of our freedoms rest, is that our rights come from God, not from man. And, that that, and, that, and that's what the left has been working working to pierce from a variety of different standpoints, particularly with the COVID reactions that trying to replace God with state. Um, Speaking of that, we got breaking news. I'm not sure if I'm going to start with the, uh, you know, last night I was saying that uh, in terms of um, evil and all the different topics last night, and I I think I actually was talking to Larry Clayman and, you know, he's calling for a revolution, but a peaceful one. And, you know, because we don't want blood in the streets. Well, we actually have blood happening in the streets as a result of the communist in the administration. Today, we had breaking news. In addition, today is what, day 18, day 19, by the way, in which we have Americans that were literally abandoned by the United States of America behind enemy lines with terrorists. Talk about blood on the streets. We lost 13 U.S. military that unnecessarily. 
that should have never been there. The chaos that were created that led to their deaths was completely avoidable, completely unnecessary. And then and then in order to cover for that, we had some supposed drone strike, right, that took out an ISIS-K fighter. Oh, immediately they were heralding, the Biden administration was heralding that success. And I, and I asked at that point, we really believe that that was an ISIS-K fighter. They took out, they couldn't, they didn't prevent the, the terrorist attack that supposedly had been planned that killed our 13 Americans with a suicide bomber, 13 military. But yet immediately within a couple of days, they took out some ISIS-K fighter. We'll get the skins. You've been busy today. I don't know if you've heard this news. Uh, U.S. Central Command Head General Frank McKenzie said, I am now convinced And, of course, he said this today, by the way, after Rand Paul skewered Secretary of State Blinken, and it's the the, uh, State Department that is responsible for evacuating Americans. Rand Paul's Uh, getting good at that skewering, isn't he? Well, he's good at the skewering, but quite frankly, skewering in in congressional hearings, which is a topic for another day, if it doesn't result in somebody being fired or prosecuted, it's just theater. Oh, I agree with that. Right. Um, I agree with that. But uh, Frank McKenzie has acknowledged – uh, Blinken was asked the other day by Paul, how do we know it was an ISIS fighter? Who do we know? Who who actually got killed in this strike? Well, gee, we don't know. Do you not? Do you? Um, I can't say. Is it because you don't know or because you don't want to tell us? So now we find out on Friday, according to General Frank McKenzie, and I quote, I am now convinced that as many as 10 civilians, including up to seven children, were tragically killed in that strike. So in order to save face, in order to cover up that U.S. military had been killed unnecessarily at that direct result, the direct hands, the decisions from the commander-in-chief, the secretary of state, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and top military brass, they have killed seven children. Now, their excuse initially for this drone strike was that they had intelligence that told them that this, based upon this person's activities for that day, that that was an ISIS-K fighter. Well, now the intelligence, and, 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 and if you even believe that intelligence, the intelligence community had activities for the day that made them think this was an ISIS-K fighter um, versus just, you know, we're going to drop a drone on somebody in order to save face. Let's say you want to give the intelligence community uh, the benefit of the doubt that they thought they had actionable intelligence. They clearly didn't. Uh, the New York Times has identified the driver as Zamari Amadi, a longtime worker for a USAID group. And said that his trap, quote, travels that day actually involved transporting colleagues to and from work. Additionally, the video showed Amadi putting a canister of water in the trunk of his car. So they killed somebody who's been aiding the U.S. over there. And basically was just just he was like an Uber driver for the day. That's who they killed with a drone strike. Now, McKenzie has come out and said that he deeply apologizes for this, um, there's so much here that's that's a problem for Deeply me. Deeply apologizes doesn't get the life back. Well, not only that, but uh, well, there was no deep apology for the U.S. military, the 13 that was killed. There was no deep apology there. No, in fact, Joe Biden came to the microphones and said that this was a great success over there. And you know what? Yeah, the military died in this, but that's what happens in war. This wasn't war. This was supposed to be post-war, and we were supposed to be partners with the Taliban, and everything was cool, Right. So there was no apology. Not only was there no apology to the U.S. military that were killed, but the man stood there, Biden, looking at his watch 13 times. I think he looked once for every every U.S. military that was killed, claimed it was a success. They dropped this drone and took somebody out as a cover for killing Americans. That's what they did. And seven children died. And you're right. There is no bringing these lives back. 
I believe the intelligence community thought that they found this ISIS-K person and that this is just one of just continued intelligence community failures. And by the way, this is this is one of, I'm not sure which of the 17 intelligence community uh, agencies that got this wrong. But I'm old enough to remember when 17 intelligence communities, all uh, uh, 17 intelligence community agencies all said that the DNC servers back in 2016 um, you know, were were uh, attacked by Russia at Trump's behest. And the same intelligence communities never looked at those servers. They took the word of CrowdStrike. What do the two have to do in common? Well, it has to do with the politicization of the intelligence communities. That all of our agencies at this point, from FBI to DOJ to um, the CIA, the NSA, and all in all and beyond, are really functioning now to cover up the crimes of elected officials, and then to persecute and prosecute anybody who shares an opposing view. Tomorrow is a um, a, a rally uh, on behalf of the January six political prisoners, and I, you know, I I agree with with Trump here, who says that this is a trap. I think it's a different trap. Uh, Trump says it's a trap from a political standpoint that if there's not a lot of people there, it's going to show that there's not, you know, really support and sentiment on behalf of the January 6th people. Uh, and that if there is a lot of people there, it's it's going to backfire politically. I, you know, I say that it's a trap from the standpoint of I absolutely believe, I absolutely believe that just like on January 6th, just like the kidnapping plot for Chris, Christy Nome. That the FBI, as well as Antifa and BLM, will be it will be infiltrating the crowd tomorrow and will be causing problems that they will blame on Trump. And I think that it, it and I think that it's sad that the right to protest and to rally and to assemble peacefully in the streets is being suppressed. And, and that is a goal of the left. They win if we don't show up, right? But the problem that we've got is that. That's the problem that we've got. When we don't have accountability, when we have an FBI and a DOJ and the entire U.S. government that seeks to cover up the crimes of elected officials, that seeks to declare anybody a patriot extremist terrorist, but yet gives a pass and doesn't prosecute Black Lives Matter and Antifa for things like, uh, you know, uh, locking people into a courthouse and then lighting it on fire and then seeking to prosecute anybody with a MAGA hat on January 6th. Unfortunately, that's where we're at. So I'm going to quickly go to the phones uh, before we take a break. It looks like Jack from Oceanside is on the line. He's got something he wants to say. Hey, Jack, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Okay, so about the drone strike. Yeah. Um, do you think that the surviving family members, and there could be more than one family involved in the strike, should the United States compensate the surviving family members? No. Why not? Um, because the the U.S. military can't be in the business of um, when we're when we're uh, we're over there and and we're when we're engaged in doling out money because how are we supposed to vet who comes forward and wants money? Well, remember what you said that we're, we weren't at war. We're supposed to be working partners with the Taliban. Um, There was really uh, no justification for this strike. I think instead of, I got to pay for it. Right. um, Since I'm short on time, I think punishing the taxpayers and taking money from me to give to a family over there isn't the solution. 
Um, I, I, I think that what we need to do is I think what we need is accountability of those who made these decisions. What we need is it, it's astounding to me that General Milley, General Mao is still in his position. Uh, General McKenzie, Milley, uh, Blinken, um, particularly Milley, uh, not just for what happened in Afghanistan, but for his treason against President Trump. They should all not only be fired, um, but prosecuted. That's how you get accountability, not by handing money over to to Afghanis over there. That That's not the solution for something like this. The solution is to hold the military accountable for the people who made these decisions. I'd much oh, rather okay. see instead of money going to a family over there, I'd much rather see Milley uh, thrown in the brig for treason. Yeah. That's that to me is the solution. I'm up against a break, but thank you for calling, Jack. I appreciate you. Real quick, Andrew, what do you, what percentage chance would you give you? You think that he would end up there? Zero. Zero. He's not even being fired. And Kevin McCarthy yesterday says, if this is what happened, these phone calls, if it's true that he offered aid and comfort to an enemy, that he gave his allegiance to not the commander in chief of the United States, but to communist China. And McCarthy says, well, it might be hard for him to keep his job when that's where the Republican Party stands. You know, why? Of course, he's still sitting in his job. The Republican Party should be saying, dude needs to be fired, dragged. If he's not going to be resigned, resign, he needs to be dragged out and court-martialed. I had a dear friend of mine today ask me, hey, who do we have in the Republican Party that's standing up against against things like this? And I said, I have no one. I have no name to give you. Well, and, and that getting back to your thing about Rand Paul, I'm not interested. I was asked on Newsmax, do you want to hear the Secretary of Defense Austin go before Congress? I said, no, I'm not interested in bad theater. I don't even care about Rand Paul's, you know, tough guy stuff. I care about accountability. Somebody sitting there having to take a little heat from some questioning is not accountability. Lois Lerner sat there taking heat when the IRS was targeting Americans and for financial destruction in order to suppress free speech, in order to affect the outcome of an election. And after she did her time in front of Congress, she skipped off on vacation somewhere and she's still getting a pension. So, no, I'm not interested in anybody answering questions. Those theatrics are meaningless to me. Got to take a break and go to being because uh, it will be time to bring Bob Walters in. We've got breaking news to bring to you later that has to do with um, the FDA and Pfizer booster shots to bring to you. And also, um, we've I think we've with a, a decision today, I think we've reached no code level propaganda in our media. So we've got those topics and more to bring to you. So don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We all need a happy Constitution Day, by the way. We all need some good news. And I said at the top of the hour, I hope that my buddy Bob Walters, he's starting to bring us more and more good news every I week. I hear we got about half the report full of good news, Andrea. I know. That's awesome because, as y'all know, the battleground really for the future of this country is in our schools. And Bob Walters was at the forefront of raising awareness and educating people on what's happening in the schools. And then slowly, as, as more people have gotten engaged, become aware, they've gotten active, and we're starting to see results around the country. And so thank you for all your efforts, Bob Walters, TGIF, and thanks for being here. Glad to be here and to help. Yes. <clears throat> all right. In, in Hudson, Ohio, the mayor asked all five school board members to resign or face criminal charges for child pornography. They had authorized a book on writing, which read it, which was to be read in high school, which had kids write, quote, sex scene you wouldn't want your parents to see, <gasps> quote. 
Another section prompts kids to drink a beer and describe how it tastes. <gasps> that's yeah, criminal. That's, that's criminal. Well, they recall the book so far, but so far they refuse to resign. The battle continues, and the mayor's on them. Wow. And they, they advance to file charges against them. Yeah. Wow. Okay, they, good for that mayor. That's good news. Ah. Then a rural Colorado parents group got together to put up a no-politics public school in just one year. Merritt Academy in Woodland Park, Colorado, opened August 23rd. It will focus on real learning in math and science and to read the classical works. They also offer programs for homeschoolers to help them get educated as well. Bravo. Oh, I love that. A whole year of no politics in school. Yeah. Just getting back. Uh, who would have thought of it, right? Just getting back to reading, writing, and arithmetic. There you go. It's good. Yes. A California teacher placed on leave after joking her students to pledge allegiance to the pride flag rather than the American flag. She's gone. Oh, She's finally. Yay. Is she, wasn't this an OC not far from you? Yeah. that was. Uh, I mentioned it last week, but she has been cut loose. Good. That's good news. Well, she's on leave, though. Does that mean she's, what does that mean? Does it mean she's going to come back or? Teachers union, you you got to do some steps to get rid of Oh, them gotcha. Yeah. So this is step one to her being gone. Good. Yeah. Okay. Then you got a gay junior high school teacher in Missouri resigned after he was ordered to take down a pride flag in his classroom and to refrain from discussing gender and sexual issues. So he resigned. He's gone. Good oh, riddance. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Don't let the door hit you. I know. <laughs> the appeals court sides with DeSantis in Florida and reinstated the school mask mandate ban that a lower court judge had ruled unconstitutional. All right, let me but, make sure I understand because there's twists and turns. So DeSantis yeah. did a did a ban on mask mandates in schools, and then the schools filed a lawsuit, and a lower court judge sided with the schools that they could m- mandate masks, and then another higher court came back and said, no, DeSantis can ban mass mandates. Yeah. The yes. Court Yay. Ruled in his favor. Good. Another study, kind of interesting, came out from American Academy of Pediatrics. They wrote a message that parents need to spend some time reading to their kids, small as they may be. A study showed that reading even to infants and preschoolers can delay their later addiction to screens. Amazing. 90% of kids brains at three years old are is already developed their personalities learning style and other values are are formed by the age of six that's pretty amazing really well you know what this is interesting your kids yeah yeah (laughs) um i come from a family of huge readers um you know my uh, we Kids today, that do we even have encyclopedias anymore? Um, my brother and I especially would just sit and just read and read and read encyclopedias and um, readers digested con- condensed books and um, you know we we and to this day I won't read off a of Kindle. I have to have the actual book in my hand. I'm the same way. And you know I don't really have. I love when I go away on vacation. I completely unplug. If it wasn't for work, I would I would virtually never be on a device. And I have to think that some of that has to do with the fact that I was born into a home where my parents, Mama more than my dad, um, were just really into books, and our home was just full of books, and that's all we really did was read. And, you know, we'd watch maybe maybe a little TV for an hour on Saturday mornings and then we'd go out and play and or we would read. And, you know, we I think there's some merit to that. 
has has a positive impact. That's a that's for sure. It's good news. And then you got college crazies. Beginning Monday, Georgia college faculty from 16 colleges will begin a demonstration in the hope of pressuring the administrators to institute mask and vaccine mandates. A thousand colleges now have such rules in place throughout the nation, but Georgia does not. Okay. That's college crazies. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Then they got another one that's even more crazy. A Rutgers student who lives 52 miles from campus said he was stopped from taking online classes because he was unvaccinated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? He was 50 miles away. What's that? What's their story? Is online. it that he may that he may actually try to show up on campus or something? I mean, this is insane. Yeah, I agree. It just it tells you the radicalness for which this vaccine mandate thing is taken off. It's well, it shows you that it's not about science. It shows you that it's ultimately about power. It's about collectivism, as my friend Don Jans would say. It's it's about force submission to try to get everybody to, to submit. And um, we've got a, an update on the booster story later, which has a lot of leftist upset because, you know, ultimately this is about forcing us under everybody to be to be conditioned that you don't have any you don't have any say so over anything in your life. You've got to submit. I agree. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right. Some other news. Oyster Bay School District in New York just added suggested reading, a booklet with cartoons in it showing oral and anal sex <gasps> to elementary school kids. It's Did got you... cartoons showing them in, in, in a sexual position for those activities. This is elementary school? Yeah. Wow. Oyster Bay District in New York. Uh, hard that, to is, that, is ch- that is flat-out child abuse? If you are a t- if you are a teacher and you're listening to me and you are not on the phone to try to get whoever's behind this fired, something's wrong with you. This is child abuse. This is sexual abuse of children. And any teacher that would stand up in front of in front of children and present that is a sexual predator of children. Absolutely. You're a child sex predator. You're a pedophile. If you're a teacher and you and and you're pushing this on a child. You're a pedophile, and I think you should be charged as as uh, a sexual predator and be be put on a on a list of, of sexual predators, whatever it is, the list that they put out. Um, yep. you, that you're now on a list. That's what should happen. Hopefully, the parents of Oyster Bay kids will rise up when they hear this on the radio. Well, yeah, because think about it, Bob. I mean, if you're if you send your kid to to a, a party, a birthday party at somebody's house or a sleepover, and the parent comes out and starts showing porn like that, what would happen? I know you'd be the locking pa- them up. Yeah, the parent would be arrested. Yeah, that's fact. for possession of child pornography and for pedophilia and sexual abuse of children, and rightfully so. Well, then you got a Virginia teacher who says encouraging good behavior, such as following directions, is really a white supremacy action and should not be followed by any student or any teacher. So, following directions is white supremacy. Racist, yeah. You, you just shouldn't be. That's white supremacy racist. You know what? If I if I was a kid and some teacher was saying that, I'd be like, well, how do I claim that I'm that I'm some minority so I don't have to I don't have to do the dishes when I get home? I know. So I don't got to do what I'm told to do. It's sad. <laughs> and in Florida, you got a father who picked up his six year old girl at Bell Tear School, and she was crying and only wearing her panties. <gasps> he found out that she had asked to go to the bathroom in the morning. But the teacher refused, even though it was known that this child had trouble holding it. Jennifer and Raymond McCurdy are outraged. Teacher may, then made her discard her long pants and just wear her panties and 
a T-shirt for the rest of the day. And she was wet sitting in the <laughs> in a chair oh that she Oh, my had. God. That's child abuse. That is it flat is. out child anger. abuse. The school never called them. That's and child abuse. A girl six years old in front of, embarrassed in front of her kids. And it is. It's it's physical, emotional, mental, and psychological abuse. And by the way, that child is, could end up with um, urinary tract infection, bacterial infection, a variety of infections for being forced to sit in soiled pants. I know. It's just it's really disgusting. Pathetic. For the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> for the whole day. I, I think that's, we got to take a break at that point. And let me, let me recoup my brain here because I'm just, uh, wow. And, they, and this is Democrats. This is the party that's supposed to care about those that can't protect themselves, right? What do you expect from yeah? What do you expect from from a party that thinks it's okay to kill your child in the in the birth canal? (laughs) I got to take a break. All right, we'll be back more with Bob Walters a little bit later here of the week and stink of the week. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E, and connect with her on ourfreenation.org. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm calmed down now from the child abuse stories. I did what I do oftentimes on break. I go and I watch food videos on Instagram, and particularly yummy desserts from cakes to uh, donuts being fried. All right, so we're heading back now to my buddy Bob Walters on the phone. Bob, you got okay. more. you got more craziness to tell me? Well, I do. Uh, this being Constitution Day, it will be interesting to know that in the National Archive building, they placed a harmful content warning sign above the Constitution words. <laughs> oh and because they labeled it as diff- harmful and difficult to view. We checked on <sighs> what was the cause of the justification for this. It said it because it refers to men rather than women, and it allows people to have guns talks about equality when there was really slavery going on at the time and other stuff like that. So therefore, from the liberal viewpoint, the Constitution stinks. And they put that kind of a sign in the National Archives over the actual Constitution. This is a, a harmful content document. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's just that. What's your Constitution Day? Yeah, happy Constitution Day. I mean, that just says it all that, you know, and th- this is just... The left is so determined to destroy this country that they cannot, they refuse to recognize uh, the greatness that is America. We are the only country that, we didn't create slavery, and we are the only country that literally shed blood and white blood to end slavery in this country. And you want to have a problem with any constitution that had to do, that, and any government that supports inequality and slavery, why don't you go back to the motherland and take it up with them? There, I said it. There, I said it. Yeah. Um, she had a mom up over Islam homework given to her son in Bakersfield. Uh-huh. He had to learn the five pillars and listen to a prayer in Istanbul and read parts of the Quran. History is fine, she says, but too much favoritism to Islam versus Christianity. Her son was forced to take his cross off when he went to school two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, so, he, yeah that's that's a violation of his First Amendment rights, his civil rights. Uh, she should be filing a civil rights lawsuit for that. Uh, we know here in San Diego County, law, a lawsuit stopped the fact that San Diego County Unified was on track to be the first Sharia-compliant school district in the nation. In the course of the lawsuits, as Bob Walters reported, uh, CARE, Council for American Islamic Relations, and other uh, Islamic or- organizations tried to hide 
and actually um, refused to failed to disclose properly. And and they, and they should have been faced with some repercussions for that because they were lying to the courts basically about this. But those lawsuits stopped Sharia compliance here in San yeah. Diego. And we need and we need um, more of that happening across the country. So she needs to file a lawsuit. I think she might. Okay. Then you got the Virginia Department of Education put out a video instructing schools and the teachers to take effort to stamp out anti-Muslim racism. <laughs> they are to leave out any reference to Muslim terrorism and extremism, and not to mention how many people died on 9-11. They are to focus on white supremacy mm-hmm. and January 6th as the only incident worth talking about. <laughs> Odd... <laughs> Jihad and Muslims push for superiority over the world is taboo as a subject of discussion. In fact, however, hate crimes against Muslims have dropped 42 mm-hmm. percent in the past two years. So what's the real purpose of this video other than extend the influence of Islam radicalism in this country and in the schools? Well, the purpose of it is that the Democrats have been partnering with the Islamists for decades now, and um, because they share an ideology of a centralized system of power with complete control over us. Islam is a political ideology, first, that hides behind a so-called religious component, and and so they're able to use our religious freedoms as protections for their political ideology, and the Democrats know it, and they don't care. Um, because that's the perfect partner for them. And that's why uh, they are happy to leave Americans behind, create chaos that allowed them to justify bringing 100,000 Afghanis here. And, yeah. and because the end game is to partner with the, the, partner with the Islamist, and they're brainwashing children in schools to whitewash the reality of Islamic terror. And shame on George W. Bush, who got us in those uh, uh, um, wars over in Iraq and Afghanistan who came out on, <clears throat> on the anniversary of September 11th and, and said that those as a outsider inside the Capitol on January 6th were equal to terrorists who, in the name of Allah, flew planes into towers and killed Americans. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. I heard his speech. Couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. you got 12 pages of records now show the American Federation of Teachers and the NEA, the other teachers' union, mm-hmm. influencing the director of the CDC and the White House with their own embargoed vaccine research. Additionally, the CDC director states that she used the union language in the CDC's school reopening policy. Talk about influence from the left into the CDC, which you think might be neutral, but it's not. No, it's not. Absolutely not. And it's just more evidence, more proof that every bit of this is about power. When you see um, at, you know, uh, AOC in a $30,000 dress attending some Met Gala that it cost, I don't know how much a, a ticket to get in. And all the elites are roaming around in these, you know, uh, met wearing clothes with these political messages on them with no mask while the peasants or servants are behind them with masks on, you know, um, like your kids uh, having to wear masks and distance in schools. It, it, you know, if you still think it's about health, something's wrong with you. Because it's clear that this is, you know, about nothing but power. It's a political dogma fight. It is. is. Yeah. A huge fight has begun in a small Wyoming city, parents and citizens versus depraved library staff. The battle led by mass resistance in Gillette, Wyoming. I don't know where that is. The library had such books as This Book is Gay and covers transsexual options and sexual practices they use. Then there is a book called V-Word, True Stories About the First-Time Sex. 
It promotes sexual promiscuity for teenagers. There were 14 such books in the library, and the parents have risen up against it and had them all removed and had two of the administrators of the library fired. Yeah, good, because this is just more sexualizing of children and, and, you know, and child abuse and pushing, anyway, pushing sex. Yeah. Anyway, it's good news that, that they were news. able to rise up and take care of that. Yeah, so. that is, you know what? That is a good news story. We need more accountability. Parents rising up. It's good. I should have put it on the good news. Yeah. Then there's a L.A. school district teachers are terrified about a new policy, which I just learned about, called student-centering funding. Student-centered funding. Okay. For instance, it would provide more money for students that need certain criteria, meet certain criteria, such as select groups of ethnic groups, homeless, English learners, and students with learning challenges. With only 40% of the students proficient in math, one size sure doesn't fit all, <laughs> if mm-hmm. any size fits at all what's going on. So any student who moves to another public school, the money goes with him to that school so that that new school can afford to hire professionals to address the need of those special students. The teachers' union is totally upset with this and filing a lawsuit to stop it. I had never heard of this before. I hadn't heard it. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it before either. And, of course, they're trying to stop it because it helps kids. It benefits kids. Yeah. And it's a way to get the school initiative. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. Tell everybody about that before we wrap. I will. Uh, I want to encourage everybody to get ready. The school initiative uh, on school choice will be out in the first or second week of October. We need you to call in or write in to californiaschoolchoice.org and put your name in so that you can be notified when the petitions arrive and where you can pick them up. And that's going to be an important push. Also, uh, wethekids.us, great programs for after-school kids to keep them back into American history and loving the country. And attend the school board meetings. That's yes. the best way we can win this thing. Yes, absolutely. Even, if it's, even some of the Catholic schools, you need to be at their meetings. Yes. Like some of them is going crazy. Yeah you, can't, you, yeah, you can't think, oh, I've got my kid in a private school, or, and especially or thinking you've got one that's supposed to be you know, um, a religious school. You can't count on that. You, you've got to go. You've got to inspect, and you've got to push back against yeah, crazy curriculums. Too. Yeah. So, well, Bob Walter. All those good news, that's from parents rising up in the yes. various cities around the country. That's right. Well, thank you for being here. You have a great weekend, my friend. You too. Take All care. Right. All right. Well, we're going to take our last break for the week. We come back. I got a couple of uh, uh, updates for you guys on what's happening with the shots and the FDA. Um, and also, uh, we might actually have, we got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. We might actually have a good news story to bring to you guys. I got to talk about something positive, and Skins found one for me. So we're going to share that one with you. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. By the way, that voice is somebody uh, that. Uh, we're saying goodbye to today. Wish him well from uh, from our little Salem family here today. Going to miss him. Yeah, we're going to miss you, Cameron, if you're listening. So we love you. Thanks for the many good years of good work and good friendship and being just an, a great coworker here at the station. Didn't get to work with you as much as other people here. 
Um, but anyway, you're you're a great dude, and we wish you all the best. Okay, um, breaking news today. Um, a lot of people, the Biden administration took a hit today in uh, in terms of their mandates. That's about time. Yeah, um, it, it. I don't know if it's really that much of a hit, though. Um, I do think it's this is good for us in the long run. Here's what happened. The FDA has an advisory uh, committee that overwhelmingly rejected the approval of, a, of another booster of Pfizer's BioNTech coronavirus vaccine, the one that got approved they were going to change the name of it to something anyway what they said was that at this point instead of mass distribution of a third shot um that it should be for people over the age of 65 and quote individuals at high risk of severe COVID-19 a group that they did not explicitly define um it should have always been every every aspect of the approach should have always been targeted towards those most at risk one of the biggest lies that was perpetrated if not the biggest lie that was perpetrated in order to instill panic into the minds of the american people was that everybody had an equal chance of getting it everybody had an equal chance of being hospitalized by it everybody had an equal chance of dying from it and that there was no therapy and by the way that there was no therapeutics for it uh to help you and and nothing you could do if you got it first of all we know that even at the most high-risk group over 65, it begins with a 99.4% recovery rate. They never tell you that. They also never tell you that it is by and large uh, less than half of 1% or something like that of people who get it and die from it that don't have comorbidities. It is almost entirely people of, uh, uh, high, uh, of seniors with multiple comorbidities. And that is the truth. There's no, and if you're a senior that's in good health, you're probably still in pretty good shape. Well, yeah. I mean, it, 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 even the high-risk group, it begins with a 99.4% recovery rate. They never tell you that. The CDC never tells you that about the comorbidities and take zinc and vitamin D and put the fork down and exercise. They don't tell you that. And, um, and people you know, don't want to – so many people don't want to believe that our government – uh, is nefarious that our government might have ill and people within it might have ill intentions that they might actually be intentionally denying therapeutics or pushing out something that they know has adverse side effects and or could kill people and that no are you know it, the time to stop thinking that our government could be doing bad things should be behind you you can't you know naivete and a hundred percent belief in face of facts going on with their government is literally killing us in this Just country. Just look at that state over in right. India where they've used ivermectin and they've yeah. nearly eradicated yeah. the virus. And the only state over there that still has a problem is the one using resdemivir. I heard about this story today from another host. I can't remember who it was. If I think of it, I will give credit. NPR, National Public Radio, not exactly a conservative outfit, right? They did a report back in 2017 before COVID that said one-third of new drugs that have received FDA approval, one-third end up with what something called black box warnings. Haven't heard about that before. Haven't heard about One-third. So, so we have these shots that everybody is just taking the word for Fauci that, and, and ignoring the VAERS reporting system of side effects and deaths, and they want to tell you that this, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. You need to be, you, you need to always be, in my opinion, living from a state of, I'm going to be careful about drugs I put in my body, right? Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm careful about vitamins because they're not regulated as well. Um, this is, there was a study that was done, researchers from the Yale School of Medicine, a far, you know, hardly a conservative outfit that uh, over a 10 year period 
at least a third of FDA-approved drugs ended up having black box warnings. And, and the reality is, according to this report, it takes a medium of 4.2 years. Um, it took a medium of 4.2 years after the drugs were approved for these safety concerns to come to light, the study found. Four and a half years. It took five years for, thali- for thalidomide. This is why pregnant women are not supposed to be injected with drugs that have not been on the market and, and, and tested for at least five years. So here's something for you, Andrea. I mean, I'm not for mandates. You know that. But if you're going to mandate something like this, wouldn't you want to wait that four to five years before doing so? It, well, it, and, and it should never even be. This is why it should never be mandated. You should not only have the right to try, if you're terminally ill, you should have the right to try an experimental drug that hasn't been clinically tried in order to save your life. And if you're a healthy person, you dang well better should be able to, ha- should never be faced to be injected with something that you're not, that, that you don't want to be injected with. The, the report goes on and says that drugs granted, quote, accelerated approval and drugs uh, were approved uh, near the, the regu- regulatory deadline for approval were among the worst. And then, uh, on top of that, Barack Obama signed the 21st Century Cures Act into law on December 13 uh, that offered ways to speed drug approval th- through uh, even quicker um, by pushing the FDA to consider evidence beyond the three phases of traditional clinical trials. Operation Warp Speed is nothing to brag about, in my opinion. No, I, I nothing think it's to quite brag the opposite. About. Yeah, um, and then this article goes on to talk about uh, the FDA system for reporting drug and device-related health problems is voluntary. Um, so we know that it's underreported. The side effects and deaths, that's a problem here. Dr. Caleb Alexander is co-director of the Johns Hopkins Center for Drug Safety and Effectiveness. Let me repeat that. Dr. Caleb Alexander, co-director of the Johns Hopkins Center for Drug and Safety Effectiveness, says, all too often, and I'm quoting, patients and clinicians mistakenly view FDA approval as an indication that a product is fully safe and effective. Nothing could be further from the truth. We learn tremendous amounts about a product only once it's on the market and only after use among the broad population. Um, I had some other topics to bring to you tonight, but I think, you know, hey, Let's end on a good note. A, a cat was saved from dropping at a stadium, right? That's our Hero of the Week story. Peace out. See you Monday, 6 p.m. <laughs>